Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gina, how um, excited are you that we have fans globally? I know. Global listeners. Hello, listeners. If you are not American and you listen to our podcast, we appreciate you. Also, if you are American, if you listen to our podcast in general, we appreciate you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. <I'm> <laughs> Great, I guess. Yeah. Because we're, I'm honestly like when Gina and I started this podcast, it was really just a way for us to like talk and make each other laugh and then show it to our friends. So now that people are actually listening to it, if you want to follow us on Instagram, uh, we only have Instagram and an anchor at this point. But um, if you'd like to follow us personally, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, Maureen the Bee, and you can follow Gina on Instagram. Are you GM on Instagram? Uh, yeah, I think it's just my initials, GM Atlinger, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think something like that. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, what did you ask me before? How my week was? Uh, how is your week? Um, it's, you know, it, it, it's 2020. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? If, but I did have a nice, nice night last night. I saw some of my best friends. Oh, yeah. And we the park at a safe distance and we just like talked and it was lovely i love the park hangs i famously just moved to portland so i don't have a lot of friends here yet but the one friend that i do have we have done two park hangs and it is like rejuvenated my soul it's amazing to just sort of scream safely at a distance about the world with your best friends but then also like make you know what i mean like like rib each other like i miss just like busting sorry but i miss busting dave's chops yeah i miss busting a nut what? Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honey. Anyway, yes, it was very, very nice to see my friends. Um, and it's nice to see you because, like, we, we definitely, we haven't talked I know. about it in a while. So I'm just excited to, to see you. You know what story I did want to tell you and I'm excited to tell now on pod is that I had an interview, a Zoom interview with someone yesterday. And when I logged in, my Zoom meeting name, was JG's bitch, which I changed for you for when we recorded a pod. And I was like, this will be so funny. Gina is going to see this like halfway through our recording. She's going to think it's so funny. And as I'm like requesting to join this fucking interview, I'm like, oh my God, I have to change my Zoom name. I have to change my Zoom name. (laughs) God, did you you change it in time? I'm not super sure. Okay. Um, they didn't say anything about it, so I yeah. feel like I did. I just changed it literally to the letter M because I was oh. like, smashing keys to get it to delete. Mm. Yeah. Also, I didn't. In an interview, I did say um, that I recently Googled if I kiss my dog too much. So. <sighs> okay. Did you get the job? Probably not. I mean, I haven't heard back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, I think that's a good note to end the intro on. Episode 5 starts with a bang, babes. <laughs> Somehow this outfit looks worse. <laughs> that's true. The episode starts the way the last one ended. Um and Sydney uh gets he got so she ends up getting knocked out by the son of a bitch who broke her arm. The son um when yeah, when when she's in the ducks. Um and she's got the gold pants on, which are crazy still glimmering. Um and he drags her down a hallway, a basement. I don't know what it is. Um, anyway, so Sydney is being strangled and questioned by this guy. Yeah, what are you, what are you looking at me for? I'm going to answer with your hand on her throat. Come on, man. Yeah, exactly. Sydney's going to kick your ass any time. It doesn't matter. So like, like Maureen said, he's questioning her while strangling her. And to me, like one of the heads from Legends of the Hidden Temple. So I just like every time I saw him, I was cracking up. He does. He's got a he's got a brick head. He's got a big yeah. brick face. Um, and so while he's getting what whatever while he's hurting her, excuse me, um, she sneakily steals a pen that's like in his lapel. Um, and then as he's like gearing up to throw her in the furnace behind her, which is crazy, um, she spins and stabs him in the neck with his own pen. How fucking, how, that fucking rocks. It does. It was really fucking cool. <laughs> I love shit like that. When like, when it's like, fuck it, I'll kill you with what I have on my person. Because again, her outfit isn't made entirely of mirrors. So she, there's not a sharp edge on to be found. <laughs> it is crazy. 
God, those pants are amazing. They're um, horrible. They're horrible. And like they don't. I feel like they also don't even fit her well. You know what I mean? Like are they really, really low cut. They're very low cut. This is that. This is that time, though. You know, people. This was like when people were really into your pants just being like right above right the pubis mound of your body. I believe I refer to it as a labia low rise in a previous episode. Absolutely, you did, and then that's the canon of what it is. It's just labia low rise jeans. I just like feel like we need to make a gap ad for labia <laughs> low rise jeans, and I feel like <laughs> how would that if, bad go? <laughs> if any of our listeners want to Photoshop labia low rise on a picture of Jennifer Gardner wearing low rise oh, jeans um, with a, the Gap logo, I will tattoo it on my back. I don't want to be sued. Do not do that. <laughs> Liable and slander. I put the legal outro. Wait, do you hear Olive barking in her sleep? Yes. She's, oh my God. She's dreaming about squirrels. You can keep this in. People need to know this. She I love her so much. Anyway, yeah. That's why we have the legal outro so that Jennifer Garner doesn't sue us. Anywho, um, okay. Gina, not to like jump ahead at all, but um, after she kills that dude, I wrote... Introducing our newest pod segment, Jennifer running through hallways and waking up somewhere else. <laughs> That's a really good idea. <laughs> I think it happens a lot. Where does Sydney wake up this week? Is it A, Sao Paulo? <laughs> it's like in like the 2000s when you would like answer questions on the TV by texting. Do you remember that? Like some TV shows would be like, if you want this to happen, press B and text it to 8595. I do remember. Yes, I do definitely remember that. And I think like Netflix tried to redo that with like Bandersnatch and like the Kimmy Schmidt thing where you can just like choose your own adventure. It's hard to do that. It's hard to do that and make that work. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyway, as you so rudely jumped ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so she spins and stabs him in the neck with his own pen um, and then she grabs this like pipe and bar thing and they fight so like the pen didn't knock the pen didn't get him down at all like so they're still they're still going at it but eventually um, she manages to knock his ass on the ground and run away as he's like calling for backup and like Maureen said she's just like fucking booking it down the hallway while she's being shot at she's sort of like parkouring down the hallway (laughs) And then she like, yeah, so she like parkours her way into a ceiling vent or an exterior vent mm-hmm. from the floor to the ceiling. So they're shooting in the vent now. And then a piece breaks off and then she like falls to the abyss and then wakes up the ne- next morning. Like Maureen said, like clearly knocked the fuck out and in a total panic because she doesn't know where she is. That little boy thinks that she's dead. I don't speak a lot of Spanish, but I knew enough to know what was going on in that interaction. Yes, good for you. (laughs) So she wakes the next morning, clearly knocked out, and she's in a panic to rush back um, to tell Dixon about Patel. So she calls him while she's on this, like, random bus, and she's like, Dixon, the bomb we're looking for, it's inside of him. So Dixon now knows that there's a fucking like a pacemaker bomb in Patel's chest. So Sydney is trying to get back to Dixon. Meanwhile, Dixon is making his way to where Patel is, um, where he's giving a speech. So eventually, like Sydney makes it back to the general area and she does this incredible thing where she pretends to faint. So <laughs> the ambulance driver runs around the ambulance and she jumps and she steals it. I love and, that. Yeah. And what this reminded me of, that this moment, Sydney's moment, is second only to Tyra Banks when she fainted on Top Model. And everyone was like, oh, my God. That's what that reminded me of. Mm-hmm. It, that is actually, if you um, ask Tyra, that's where she got the inspiration to do that was from watching Alias. She was like, hang on, people can fake faint. It also reminds me of this girl whose name I almost just said, and then I remembered that we're on pod from my high school who one time in our AP U.S. history class, she completely misunderstood the assignment and went up to go and fake fainted and hit her head really hard on a podium. Oh, Maureen, what? It was like a whole thing. Yeah, so it was like pretty, it was like very obvious, even so that like the teacher said something when she finally left the room, but she like got up to do her speech and clearly had seen the other people go and was like oh fuck i i did this wrong and so she pretended to faint and then really hit her head did she did she need stitches 
I don't think so. But also, I was not that invested because I was like, I still have to go. Yeah. You're like, I got homework. I got to get my homework done. That's, again, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely going to be one of those pods. <laughs> you know what, though? You know what I do want to say before we move um, into the crazy fucking ambulance scene is I feel I do feel a little bit bad for talking shit on Dixon because here he is in this episode, literally like. Uh, punching people in the face and um, speaking Spanish and like dragging people no like nominated for Nobel Peace Prizes out mm-hmm. into ambulances to save their lives. So I was like, okay. And he speaks Spanish. Did I say that already? I think I did. I, I really like this episode because like it it is a it is Dixon's episode. The entire episode is just a love letter to how fucking cool he is. Is it really? That's a really good it, point. It really is. And and I picked on it, that's a lot of what I have in my notes and I think I link it together but who knows. Do you like that I said is it really like I haven't watched this episode? Like this is my first time. <laughs> I breezed right past it because like I get what you're saying but I'm also infuriated. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. and now we cut to just a quick heart surgery to remove a bomb. <laughs> yes. Okay. So after the Tyra Banks faint, um, <laughs> we they prep Patel for surgery, essentially, after Dixon knocks him out and brings him to the ambulance that Sydney pulls up with. Um, and the scene is crazy. This whole, there are so many things happening. It is so fast. And this is still the beginning of the episode. So Sydney is like, Dixon. I know you're medically field trained, but like, can you really pull a bomb out of this man's chest? And like, yeah, without a did appreciate that as the audience yeah. member, I was like, yeah. yeah, let's call this out. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Like, I was like, you're right, this is insane. Um, and like, without a beat, Dixon just goes, yeah. As if like obvious. Sydney had the balls to question how badass he is. And I really, really liked that. <laughs> He's like, oh, can I remove a bomb from someone's heart? What am I eight in eighth grade? Get out of here, Sydney. He's like annoyed. Yeah. Um, so Sydney is driving like a damn maniac while Dixon once again is literally pulling a bomb out of a man's chest. This show is insane. <laughs> um, even Sydney is like, oh, God. <laughs> Like, she literally goes, oh, God. She's, also, she's driving an ambulance. I was <laughs> like, drive faster. And she's like, bitch, what? <laughs> like, she can't believe it. Like, bitch, you're doing open heart surgery with a bomb. And Patel wakes up, like, like fluttering eyes and Dixon's hands in his chest. <laughs> it's crazy. I just, this, I love it. So eventually, it gets to, like, the penultimate moment of the scene where like the car is getting closer the bomb is ticking the car is getting closer the bomb is ticking and so dixon gets the bomb out they kick open the back of the ambulance and perfect timing they toss that heart bomb onto that car and it explodes my note says and sydney is truly out here driving this ambulance straight into my heart yeah and Dixon like is doing open heart surgery. It's very casual. It was crazy. And what what I love most about it is basically we are watching a scene that it's it's Sydney telling Vaughn what happened. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this really cute moment where Vaughn's like mind is blown about how cool Dixon is. I'm like, of course, because it was like the coolest moment. Um, but they end up arguing a little about like general stuff. And then before she leaves, like you think they're going to leave on like an awkward note. Um, Vaughn gives her a file and without telling her he copied Jack's file for her dum 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 so we're maybe gonna you know learn a little bit more about sneaky old Jack sneaky Um, old Jack yeah also like that's the real file on her dad get out of here hair flip boyfriend for sure is he copied it for her yeah but like you know what I mean I feel like we'll find out like in three seasons don't tell me if I'm right but I feel like we're gonna find out in like three seasons that that was not the real file and Jack had to break in to the FBI or whatever and fucking swap it. You know, You're, don't laugh I at me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this is a spoiler free answer. The file is real, but the file is a story of itself. Hey, because of the missing part. Work is also a character. Mm, the work is also a character. <laughs> Okay, so she gets the file and she ends up reading the file 
uh, smash cut to the college library. Yeah. Um, I too love reading my confidential FBI file on my dad in a public public library while I wait for my friend. An entire file that's suspiciously redacted all over all it. Over it. <laughs> um, basically, like the point of the scene was Francie runs in and now we know there's going to be a Halloween party in the episode. Um, and before that, well, right after that, they run into Will, who is obviously lying to them about doing SAT research. And clearly he's still continuing the what happened to Danny thing. And Francie, I think, says in this scene, I might be jumping ahead, but Francie says in this scene that their kiss was humiliating, which is exactly the right way to say that. It, it was humiliating to witness. Absolutely. I could not agree more. I am sort of glad that like, because, you know, I mean, you and I as two professionals obviously know how writers' rooms work very intricately. But I think like they might have had this as an idea in the room and then decided after sort of watching them film the first four episodes that this is like not going to be a thing. Yeah. And I bet you that probably has a lot to do with like famously why Brad hated his job because he probably thought, oh, they're giving me like a love story and then they changed their mind. Absolutely were. That's That's what the first episode is. And like, that's why I think his character is so annoying because you know that it doesn't go there and Mm -hmm. he's her friend, which makes him a fucking creepy little fuck. <laughs> You're not. Oh man! I really hope Bradley Cooper never finds this fucking podcast. Hey, Brad. <laughs> Any fucking way. We are now at back at SD six, and we've got our mission for the episode. So, so Sloan tells Sydney and crew about this German company that they need to take a vaccine from. Um, so Sydney has to go to uh, get one of their biochemical engineers because he wants to give this information. And give this information to SD6 um, for free passage to the U.S. That's sort of why they have to do this, or why they're told they have to do this. Um, so Marshall's gadget is that he makes Sydney this like really cool business card that acts as a transmitter, um, so she can trick the system of this computer at this pharmaceutical company, so she can download all the info. I think so- it's getting like cuter by the episode. I don't know. If that's also the writers trying to be like, okay, this is the direction we're going to go with this character. But like, we love a queen who loves their job. I feel like he's getting every episode. I'm like more invested in him, which is why I'm going to be sad when they kill him. <laughs> anyway, I can't say yes or no. So I'm just going to blow past Blow it. right past it. <laughs> no, I like him a lot. And I, I enjoy, I, I, for what it's worth, like throughout the show, like, I think Marshall's growth is really interesting. And he has some really fun storylines in future seasons. A real cuckoo one. He has a chance to be a badass sometimes. So, like, I feel like you're really going to like Marshall. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, So, okay. This next... (laughs) I can't. So, we're going to have to do our, 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 our mini segment of our Sydney and Jack more than father and daughter. Because the next scene is Jack pulling Sydney aside to apologize to her about standing her up at dinner. And she's obviously not having it. But again, this scene, basically what Jack tells Sydney is like a classic, that was a fun date, but I never want to see you again kind of thing. He goes, hey, I'm busy, but you know, we we probably shouldn't make any plans. Like that is such a weird thing to say to your daughter. It's so strange. And, and then, like, Sydney's obviously butthurt, and she's like, oh, I wasn't going to pursue it. And it's like, pursue what? It's your fuck. This is so weird. so weird. It's like, are they breaking up? You guys going <laughs> to fuck or no? <laughs> like, if you watch this out of context, would you know their father and daughter? No, of course not. And I don't think, again, that that says anything about um, Madame Gardner or Madame Garber, because both of them are fantastic actors. They both absolutely crush it. Um, it's just like the 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 dialogue between them. I'm like, have you ever seen a father and daughter interact? I mean, I haven't, but I know that some our people have. <laughs> that again, you cut out. <laughs> I said, well, our dads are dead. <laughs> dead, dead club. No, we can't do that two episodes in a row. Yeah, you're right. I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. That's us. We did it three times in the last episode, by the way. Three times. I had to cut it out two times. That's really annoying for us. We are annoying. Yeah, we annoy us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they have this, like, really, that really intense scene. So anyway, Sydney um, then meets up with Vaughn, 
in a location that we will now be seeing a lot, which is sort of their new hideout, which is like, um, I can't explain what it is. It's like a storage facility with chain link fences, but that's pretty much where we're going to see them for two full seasons. So excellent. Um, yeah. So um, anyway, so Sydney and them are obviously talking about the pharmaceutical thing. So Vaughn obviously tells her the real story about like what's going on with this uh, vaccine. So Hensel Corp is this corporation in Germany that's being has been watched by the CIA, CIA for years. Which, by the way, Hensel Corp was the first name they thought of. Yeah. They're like, well, this I will say we're going to get into this again because my fun fact has to do with this. <laughs> So get ready. <laughs> so Hensel Corp has been watched by the CIA for years. Um, and they found that they are like miles ahead on vaccine research than the U.S. Army. So obviously it's that political move of like, well, you know, we can't let the Germans be smarter than us. It's like the classic big power country thing. I don't know if that makes any pissing. sense. Anyway, capitalism, imperialism. We got it. Exactly. 100% pissing contest. Yes. Um which by the way, so, biological warfare storyline is slightly triggering. I feel it was hard to watch. I have to say, yeah, and this is not, it's alias, so get tuck in for the biological warfare because this is certainly not the first time. There's a, there's a storyline in season four that is absolutely batshit crazy. See, I can deal with batshit crazy. What I can't deal with is like light biological warfare because mm-hmm. then it starts to feel like yeah. Madam um, Corona Diva. Anyway. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Madam Corona Diva. Marina, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Corona, let's get treated. <laughs> she throws out swabs to the crowd. <laughs> I hardly know her. Like three reveals, but it's all just a mask under a mask under a mask under a mask. <laughs> my tooth on my microphone Thank fucking god we don't have a drag race podcast that would be so hard to listen to oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you're totally right <sighs> okay sorry go ahead basically like they know that in the wrong radical hands such as sd6 that this vaccine can be uh, weaponized like you said as like biological warfare so what they plan on doing is um schiller is the guy that works for hensel corp and kelvin is a cia agent so Vaughn's thing is, okay, Sydney, you need to rescue Schiller and then say to Dixon, hey, I got to go do this thing so you can swap them. So SD6 will get Kelvin playing Schiller and then um, the real Schiller will get his way into the US and live happily ever after and like whatever. Um, yeah, so it's sort of like an incredibly risky thing to do um and they argue about it because sydney is like i have to tell dixon like how the fuck am i supposed to do this fawn like he's with me the whole time and he's like no you can't tell him he's he doesn't consent to his double agentry mm-hmm. so it's a no um so basically yeah she just like leaves and that and that's the mission and okay so <clears throat> I definitely, I definitely don't want to have our first fight on pod, but oh, here we go. even though there is no wig this week, I think this next look by Jennifer Gardner is honorary wig of the week. I love that hairstyle. It it to me is so um do you know what I'm talking about? The when she's in all leather. Do you remember yes. what hair looks like? Yes. It's it, okay, so I have here and then the, she arri- yes. So she she arrives at Hensel Corp. Um and she's just like in leather for days. Leather and she's knee high leather boots, a studded messenger bag. <laughs> Which, hello, Maureen and her messenger bag. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, and her hair is pulled back. Okay. It's, I believe it's, a, is it a middle part? And it's pulled back into an aggressive bun. 
and it's like her hair spikes out. Yes. And that is what is early aughts about it to me is this was a very specific hairstyle that I remember trying to achieve, which was very difficult for me as someone with very curly hair. But you can look at my fourth grade um, uh, photo, which is on my Venmo. It is me trying to do it. This was like a style. Girls would take combs with gel and like slick their hair back and pull it all the way to the back and then use that fucking banana clip about this yes i i think yeah i believe i think i was listening to a podcast where where she actually explained the same way because she had curly hair like you yes and this is like this is why to me this is an honorary wig of the week because you know that jen had to sit in that fucking chair and done to her head for so long like there's not a hair out of place it's the most german hairstyle that anyone could think of shout out to our patron saint of the pod michael reitz but that's why she is my wig of the week and she doesn't get a name because she's not like a full wig but in my mind i've been calling her harriet so Mm -hmm. yeah so that's my thoughts on her look. <laughs> the look is amazing. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's like pulled back with a scrunchie. Mm-hmm. Is that a scrunchie? I don't know. I could, could have been looking at it wrong, but I really hope it's a scrunchie. But it doesn't really matter. <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't really matter whether it was a scrunchie or not, but it was. Um, but she's in. Um, so Sydney gets to Schiller and like in German, she... And you literally just read my next note without even realizing it because not only is she in but as the elevator doors close on her we get and i'm in oh my god you're right Ew. hell yeah i like knew that that is what i was gonna say my favorite kind of alias moment i'm in because yeah of course he can see you probably anyway um so sydney gets to schiller and she explains everything um and so while she's doing that, she basically lies to Dixon so she can shut off her comms. I can't really remember what she says. But something about, like, I'm being followed. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dixon then fills the building with, like, this, the, like, chemical that knocks everyone out so they can all get out safely. Um, and Sydney does the double switch in the parking garage. Um, and D- Dixon has no idea. At some point in that scene, they, Dixon is, like, um, typing and like breaking into a computer and there is a screen that shows up that says cracked access granted no restrictions (laughs) (laughs) crazy i love it they had to triple down on it like cracked access granted no restrictions they're like the writers are like he got in the computer do you see it he got in (laughs) it's for you i also wrote this is Gina's lower back tattoo. Oh my god! <laughs> As if my back can take anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay away from her back, everyone. All right, <laughs> people. People. I know so many queers lining up to take this old bag out. <laughs> Don't call yourself an old bag. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I actually look great. Yeah, it's true. My arms look pretty strong. Anyway, this is so stupid. Why am I talking about this? this in. <laughs> Cannot leave in how I talked about my arms. I'm gonna. <laughs> Do not. All right. Someone's got the right to bare arms over there. Look at those bare ass arms. Maureen, oh, I hate when you do those noises. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> anyway, Will is acting really suspicious. And Francie is like, dude, I don't care about Kate Jones. She said to stop. Cindy doesn't want you looking into this. Please, like, stop. So, again, it's just a little filler moment, but something to think about. So, basically, Francie now knows what Will is doing. Yeah. And, like, I feel like she has a really good response to it because it's like, dude, get over it. You know what I mean? Like, she's already moved on to Vaughn and Jean-Pierre, and that is where her heart lies. Yeah. Francie's a really good friend. Yeah, she is. And I like in the beginning of this, she says that she works for a professional party planner, which is a job that I've never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) It does feel a little bit like an inside joke between us. Every time Francie brings up that she works for a fucking professional party planner, I'm like, Gina, Gina went back in time and made them rewrite this character (laughs) to make me laugh. 
slightly make me mad. <laughs> yeah. Anytime my mom's like, how are your friends doing? How's Maureen? I'm like, yeah, she's doing great. You know, she's a party planner. <laughs> Kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. I would never call you that. <laughs> Can I don't give I'm not planning shit, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm planning to take a fucking nap after this. <laughs> <laughs> now we are at a CIA safe house and the real so the real Schiller is there and Vaughn is with him. Um so Vaughn is basically like, dude, ST six is not real. I'm CIA. Um so basically like he's like, I don't believe you. I'm not telling you anything. Um, but it kind of doesn't matter because fake Schiller um, was able to, I'm just going to call him Kelvin because it won't confuse me. So Kelvin was able to put a bogus program on the SD6 computer um, whenever he was giving the information to Sloan. So like basically like SD6 is being fed fake information about the vaccine and the CIA has access to the real information. Um, so basically like that is still not enough to like, help Vaughn so Vaughn is like all right if you don't believe me then like let's get a fucking plane and I'm taking you to Langley like I will walk you in the front door if you don't believe I'm CIA because like that's how important this guy is to them yeah I don't know um how they thought this would work you know Sloan like knows as soon as he meets uh yeah what's his fuck Kelvin Kelvin. as soon as he meets Kelvin that some shit is suspicious you know what I mean like yep and I don't yeah I don't know if this is like a real tactic that um, the CIA uses like to swap uh, like valuable. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that that would make any sense. Like the Cold War. They were doing some crazy shit in the Cold War. Well, I think they did some crazy shit in the Hot Wars, too. (laughs) (laughs) What about the warm ones? (laughs) Not a lot of warm wars. You know, it's all it's always in the summer or the winter. (sighs) Okay. so, yeah, Maureen's right. Sloan does not believe that Schiller is Schiller. Um, so he tests him by asking him where the plant is. So that is information that no one has in the episode so far. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Sloan is smart. And he's like, well, if you, like, why don't you know where the plant is? Like, of course you would. Like, you're uh, like the head of the vaccine team. Like, it doesn't make any sense that you wouldn't know where um, the plant is or the prototypes of the inhaler. That- yeah. Right, the inhaler. Um, once Sloan kind of gets that information, quote unquote, um, he pulls Dixon aside and he's like, Dixon, why did Sydney change the location of the pickup point? Because he's clearly suspicious of her. Because why would there be a mid mission switch? So we've got sort of like a, a spooky beat for the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, spooky. I just want to say that both of us should have our pod licenses revoked and we should be banished to the outskirts of town because there is a wig in this episode because sydney is alice in wonderland for this party i'm sorry you're totally right i i guess in my brain it was like it's a halloween costume exactly i didn't i didn't even count it as a wig because i was like well that doesn't count it's a costume yeah (laughs) yeah it's not like a mission wig yeah but she does wear a wig so we stand corrected so those idiots I hope that those two fucking dummies who said she doesn't wear a wig this episode, I hope they choke. That was us. That was us. It was us about 10 minutes ago. Stream Chromatica. Anyway, um, so Dixon comes up, uh, obviously not in a costume, to the Halloween party um, as Sydney is dressed as Alice. Um, yeah, and he's like, what's fucking Brad dressed as? Fucking Brad Nixon over here. Of course he's fucking Nixon. Oh, my God. You really need to talk to somebody about this energy that you put toward Brad. I can't stand him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Dixon pulls Sydney aside and it was like, um, like, do you have anything to tell me? Like, Sloan thinks that you're involved with, like, planting a fake Schiller. And Sydney's like, dude, I was being followed and lies to his damn face, basically. Um, so Dixon ends up warning Sydney that Sloan is looking for a prototype and that Schiller isn't giving any information up and that that makes no sense because Schiller gains nothing from not giving that information. So Sydney inside is like, oh, fuck. So she obviously needs to rush to the safe house. Um, So while she goes and does that, uh, Will gets a phone call, finally, from the elusive Shantus, Kate Jones. 
And Sydney runs to the safe house, obviously, to tell Vaughn about his own suspicions. And basically, like, this could mean the end for Sydney. Um, so she's like, dude, you can't take him to Langley. Um, uh, so can I please speak to Schiller? Like, I need to talk to him. So she gets this information um, from Dixon and, and a little bit more. So she really opens up to Schiller. Like, she gets on, like, the nitty gritty, like, my fiance was killed. SC6 is not who you think they are. And, like, that kind of conversation. And it's this very intense thing. Um, so, uh, Being perfectly well, intercut with her. Yes. Cat, exactly. Was, exactly. The CIA agent pretending to be Schiller. Right. So, intercut with, like, Sydney pouring her heart out to Schiller, Jack um, is at SD6. And he. Sloan pulls him into his office and it's like, he's not giving up this information about the plant. You need to do what you have to do, which means you need to beat the shit out of him until he gives the yeah, information. And Jack had revealed earlier to Sydney that this is not the first time that Sloan has asked this of him. Like, this is something that he has asked for regularly. Yes, but we kind of learn that after because when they meet up in the car, that's when they talk about it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is the kind of thing that Sloan does. <laughs> and Sydney's like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, she obviously like calls Jack um, to like to tell him what's going on. So once like towards the end of like the intercut sequence, we see that Jack is sent obviously to beat up Kelvin. But what he does do is he like grabs him by the neck and he's like, "Dude, they're watching me. I need to make it like I need to make it look like I'm kicking your ass and you can give me information." I, th- I think he so, literally gruffs, "I need to hurt you." Exactly. He goes like, "I need to perfect. hurt you." Yes, gorgeous beats the shit out of him and while he's beating the shit out of him he tells Schiller where the um, plant is and he just goes Baden-Weiler Baden-Weiler in the Black Forest <laughs> How was that? Gretchen it was okay thank, thank you Gretchen she should be a regular correspondent on the show I think, she's, I, think I need to lean off of Gretchen for a little yeah. bit you don't want to get codependent mm-hmm. yeah you know, after so, this, we get that gorgeous um, PI narration that you know I'm fucking obsessed with. Yes. I wrote in my notes, Carrie Bradshaw Hoomst. So I don't know what that <laughs> means. I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> Was I a double agent? <laughs> Wait. And I have to wonder. <laughs> I was lying to Sloan, but was I also lying to myself? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so as, as Maureen said, she gets this counter mission from Vaughn and we get like the, the Carrie Bradshaw moment. Um, so Sloan wants her to blow up the plant. So to grab the prototype, blow and go. So while Dixon sets explosives, <laughs> gross. Um, <laughs> while Dixon sets. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> you really tried to blow past it. You were like, this is not that funny. No. <laughs> they know what you were doing. They, they don't. Need don't. To know. Um, so, so while Dixon sets the explosives, Sydney will make the inhaler prototype switch, like put a fake one, um, grab, give a fake one to Dixon and give the real one to a CIA team that's already in the building. So by that point, she also can dismantle um, Dixon's explosives by the time she gets back out to him. So assuming um, that Dixon will just think it's a dud, they leave leave without the building exploding so the cia will get all their research and everything will be fine and this is like one of those like foreshadowing moments like what i was talking about before about how like we're seeing how good dixon is at his job um because he obviously has a backup plan but we'll get to that um okay so then sydney is meeting up with vaughn at a gas station and you know what i have in my notes what do you have? You know who's looking fucking right in this scene is John Pierre. He's looking good. He's mm. looking. Wait, 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 wait. The flip was very. Uh, how do you say? C'est uh, magnifique. <laughs> very uh, tall. <laughs> like a long baguette. Okay, where we find out um, about case 332L, which I feel like is going to come up again. No, it might throughout this season. Good. Read Jack's file. Um, and she tells Vaughn, hey, there's files that are missing. There's confidential pages. And who the fuck is this guy named Agent Calder who's in the FBI? 
So Sydney goes, why would the FBI be working with my father? Vaughn goes, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. That show was dramatic for me. It was dramatic. Unless they suspected him of selling secrets, quote unquote. Um, So that's like a cool little, Jack, you are a sneaky man. We don't know anything about you, sir. He's got secrets. So off to Baden-Weiler we go, um, which is weirdly Gretchen's hometown. Maybe that's why she wants to be involved with this episode. I think so, yeah. Loves the Black Forest. She does. Sydney and Dixon get inside the plant. Um, Dixon sets up the bomb as Sydney goes for the inhaler. Um, she ends up meeting up with the CIA team. I love this scene, and she makes the switch. But like, can we talk about like how cute it was when the CIA guy is like, "Oh, you're Sydney. Like, Vaughn likes you. Yes. He like really admires her." And the way she smiles is so sweet. She gets so bashful about it. Like it was just like a cute like like oh these heterosexuals sometimes they get you. Well, sometimes the heteros do be doing it. Sometimes they get you. And I have in my notes when she meets up with her CIA friends and gets all bashful about Vaughn, and I have three different arrow threes after that. (laughs) (laughs) They're so cute. I love them. Me too. It's a shame that they all died, but... (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. So anyway, Sydney is taking for fucking ever, but she ends up disabling the bomb because Dixon's like, girl, hurry up. Meanwhile, intercut with that, we have Will meeting up with Kate Jones. I love um, because it's such a great name. It could not be more fake if it was Jane Nobody. You know what I mean? <laughs> like somehow Brad Will thinks that he deserves a Mensa membership because he figured out that she's fake. Like her name isn't I'm a fake person. Like get out of here. <laughs> I like when Will says to Kate Jones forgive me if I ask anything too intrusive. It's just kind of my job. It's like, okay, first of all, no, it is not. He was so proud of himself in that scene. Like, so she's telling him like about Danny and this affair. Obviously she's lying, but for the sake of the scene, she's telling, you know, about the affair that she met him at a hospital and she got treated by him, which obviously doesn't make sense because he was a cardiologist. And she makes it sound like she like, I think sprained her ankle or something. So Will obviously calls bullshit on that. But, like, he knew it was bullshit the whole time. So he just, like, he was so smug. There's nothing worse in a person than being smug. Yeah. Like, his little smarmy-ass Nancy Drew ass. Like, he showed his whole hand. He was like, see, here's the thing I don't get, Kate Jones, is you don't exist. It's like, so then why are you fucking talking to her? You just blew any other information you're going to get. I know this. What are you going to do? He goes, Kate Jones, you died in 1973 and she runs the fuck away (laughs) i like that actress too because she does this another specific kind of acting that we've talked about you know how jg has perfected jaw acting victor garber does a lot of forehead acting that actress's acting style is i physically cannot close my mouth (laughs) she is sort of like an open mouth kind of like exactly this is how she's just this is like her resting face I hurt my ankle and Danny helped me at the hospital. Exactly. Yeah. Just like I hurt my ankle and Danny is the resident the hell yeah hospital. My God. Anyway, so Kate Jones fucking books it. And so Sydney, um now we're back finally to the end of the episode. So Sydney confirms to Dixon, yes, everyone is out of the building. So he triggers the charge and nothing happens. So Sydney's like, girl, let's go. Like we'll just move on. It's not a big deal. But then Dixon goes, no, no, no. Remember that time in, in wherever the place? I brought up a back backup detonator. Like, don't worry about it. Just in case the frequency is bad. So stupid Dixon is being so smart and intelligent and learning from past experience and all that kind of stuff. And you can just see it on Sydney's face. Like, her face dropped knowing that so many people are about to die. And it's so intense and so weird. So then the building goes, you know, boom, boom, boom let me hear you say wayo wayo yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well i'm i actually quit <laughs> i actually can no longer do this pod <laughs> sorry it's in my notes and it ends with like it says wayo wayo sad face <laughs> for me personally the uh the line of the week was sydney's face as the building was burning like you can't yeah. you can't recreate that on pod no it's I really good scene. Like the fire was lighting up her face. In her eyes. Literally, you could see it in her eyes. It was really, really good. Um, um, I wrote in my notes, 
re that scene. I'm on the phone right now with Emily Emmy of the Emmy family trying to make this snub right. <laughs> so, Emily Emmy. Of the Emmy, heir to the Emmy throne. Of course I want to know what Pizzerina Sabaro is wearing. <laughs> Emily Emmy of the Emmy family trying to make this snub right. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And like he basically has to like pull Dixon up because she's crying. And he, I mean, Dixon has to pull her up because she's basically crying and she can't move. And that's it. Yeah. And I don't I mean, I'm not going to give away next week's ep because, as we know, everyone is watching the eps, right? You wouldn't listen to this if you weren't watching the eps. That would be crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I wonder, too, like how she's going to recover from that moment where she has an absolute fucking breakdown in front of her partner over seemingly the mission going exactly as planned yeah i will say that episode after this is a really really intense really good episode yeah and i will say that from this angle my nose has never looked more like a witch's nose oh that's not true (laughs) it's because you're at a crazy ass angle well yeah well yeah it was what human sits like that near a computer (laughs) that's my witch um okay so i have a fun fact yes uh welcome to tina's fact checking and fun facts okay so sloan mentions in the beginning of the episode that hensel corp has really crazy ties to nazis so he mentions basically like yeah and they're a pharmaceutical which of course their history during world war ii is suspiciously not on the record and they like chuff at that but that is a real thing. Bear Pharmaceuticals historically has made made a chunk, a ton of fucking money during World War II because they were making everything for the Nazis. And to this day, they like they just pretend it's not a thing. Dang. So I just thought that was interesting because I just learned that about Bear like during quarantine. One of the many podcasts I was listening to, and I was like, wait, what? So like because they have a. They have a very famous soccer team that's called Bayer Leverkusen. So it's in the name and it's just, it, and so that was their football team during the war too. It's just crazy. It's just wild. Like we have our own history, like shitty history like that, but like so many companies that still exist in Germany that are international companies are like completely dirty, dirty money. Yeah. Well, and the great thing about American companies is all of it is dirty. So you're completely right in the sense, like it's fucking crazy that that happened. But I feel like I also did this in quarantine. Now I can't remember who it was. Somebody was like, um, at least Germany reckons with their history. Mm -hmm. Like America won't even acknowledge that we're on stolen land. and We enslaved uh, generations of people. Yeah, we're the worst country in the world. Truly, yeah. If anyone's listening to this and tells us to leave America, I want you to know that I wish I could, but no one will take us. (laughs) Croatia will. Croatia, that's it. We'll go to Croatia. Yeah. Um, Maureen, do you have any uh, final thoughts on this episode? Yes. um, I... Not so much on the episode, but it is episode five. So I did just want to say thank you to everybody who has listened so far. Um, Gina and I are, uh, we have never really explained on pod, but we are just two best friends who really like to make each other laugh. And that is the whole reason that we did this. So I really appreciate anybody who is still listening. Thank you for listening and for watching Alias. Um, I also want to plug, like I said earlier, because we haven't done it for five episodes, our podcasts come out every thursday wherever your pods are you know you get them (laughs) wherever your free podcasts are sold and um you can follow gina at on instagram at gm etlinger and me on instagram at maureen the b um do you have any recommendations for this week i do and i came i literally just it just left my brain let me just think let me think what have i been doing what have i been watching what have i been doing what have i been watching (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my recommendations for this week is a TV show, Shocker, um, that's actually not about spies, and it's called What We Do in the Shadows. It is a TV show, I think on FX, um, that has two seasons out about a vampire family who live on Staten Island. So it's quite literally content that made me say content is for me. 
So just Staten Island then? Just Staten Island. I love anything that takes place on Staten Island as I have people I love most in this world who live there. Um, But to have vampires on Staten Island is uh, absolutely fucking joy. And uh, Beanie's in it. Beanie Feldstein. Oh, she's great. Oh my God, the titular role. (laughs) But I think, here's what I think happened because she's in season one, but she's not in season two. So I Mm -hmm. feel like she got a little bit too famous and then was like, I can't do this anymore. That's completely fair. I genuinely don't have a recommendation. I'm completely drawing a blank. Really fine, girl. How about you recommend that people drink some water? (laughs) (laughs) I recommend that you drink water and that you eat meals and that you you trust you know trust god and (laughs) to get into god i was like she's gonna say something about jesus i feel no i and though you all follow my lord and savior jesus christ on instagram and twitter I, I i do actually have a recommendation this is not this is so stupid but sometimes when i can't sleep there's an app called night sky and you can put your phone up to the sky and you can you can see what constellations are above you and and like where saturn is and where jupiter is at every second and like where the international space station is and i'll tell you what um i live alone and that's so cute shut up that's so cute it made me smile because I was like oh like when I have a partner one day like this is going to be like a funny thing to do like at night when we're in bed and we can't sleep and we're stoned and it's like where, where do you think the Aurora Borealis is right now and you can like go through the sky and like you know like Saturn is like right above you and I really it's really fun I just like picture a clueless moment with you and your new girlfriend where you're like where do you think the Amarillo constellation is right now and she just goes I love him <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> well, listen. I think it's a great app. And that's all I fucking got. Honestly, I cannot think. I think this has finally reached the room and, yeah, and we know what time that means. <laughs> you gotta go before you melt. Um yeah. thank you everyone for listening to the thank pod. You. We love you and um we have some more special guests in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And sorry that we didn't do one line this week. Uh the one line was Jennifer Gardner's face. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, baby. I love you. Bye. Bye. Room 47 is not endorsed by J.J. Abrams, the American Broadcasting Company, Walt Disney Company, Amazon, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. Alias and any clips, images, or names are registered trademarks and are copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Room 47 is an Alien Baby production.